This is the show where two friends from different parts of the world discuss all things, all elite wrestling. And one of them actually knows what they're talking about. We'll let you decide. Welcome to the Beauty and the Beard Pro Wrestling Podcast with your hosts, Woody and Sarah. Welcome everybody to the Beauty and the Beard Pro Wrestling Podcast. I am Woody. I am Sarah. And this is your AEW Dynamite review for February 23rd, 2022. Uh, we're getting closer and closer to, to Revolution. If you couldn't tell, this show was heavy with 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 promoting the pay-per-view. Uh, it was, it was like, a bit busy. Yes, it was open mic night. There's a lot of talking. Uh, that doesn't take away from the action, though. The, there were some some amazing wrestling matches on this show, too. There were some um, awkward moments as well. And there were some tears being shed. But mm. did we did we buy it, though? But, did but were we they buy crocodile tears? tears? Cannot wait to get into this show. There is so much to talk about. You... But, but before we do, I want to remind everyone to check out all of our content, our Dynamite Rampage reviews, Q&As, topic discussions, interviews, and reviews and previews of pay-per-views. You can also follow us on Twitter. You can follow the channel at BeautyXTheBeard. You can follow me at LetTheBeardPlay. And you can follow Sarah at Strange underscore Pixie. You can. You can also follow us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you podcast at. And if you enjoy what we do, please give us a five-star review on iTunes or Spotify. It means so much to us. Uh, we would greatly appreciate it. And don't forget to hit the notification bell on Twitter or our Twitter page. That would be awesome, too. Yes. Uh, so, Sarah. Yeah. Are you ready to talk some dynamite? <laughs> Let's go. All right. The show open with the first of two battle royales that we're going to have over the next uh, over these next two weeks of Dynamite. Uh, next week is going to be the casino version, the casino battle royale version. Yep. Uh, this week, it was the normal straight-up <laughs> battle royale. But whoever won that's this... that's rarely done in AEW. <laughs> yeah. But of all these tag teams, and the winner of this is going to be part of the triple threat or... or is triple threat or three-way match? Triple, I'm not sure yeah. how they call it, what they're calling it uh, for the AEW tag titles along with Jurassic Express. But Red Dragon won this battle royale with a little bit of uh, backstabbing there by Kyle O'Reilly on Matt Jackson. What did you think about this? Uh, the finish uh, of this, this entire match. I. Uh, this was just once we got down to like the nitty grit of things. Yeah. I was so like hyped, like the little tease between Santana and Trent, and then like John Silver just like going crazy, and like <laughs> him getting the champ when like you know Jackson's there, Kyle O'Reilly's there, and it's yeah, Johnny Hungy chance is just proves how amazing he is, and like Look. how much everybody's legit, like just like over for him um the whole um Kyle O'Reilly Matt Jackson thing mm-hmm. um more on that later I, I, I legit love the fact that like yeah yeah work together work together and Kyle O'Reilly's like yeah yeet bye <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> I was like what 
and just like I just was like, oh the chaos, oh the chaos! I can't wait for the chaos. <laughs> and there was there were so many moments in this one. The the Johnny Hungy stuff was great. Yeah, the, the face off with the Young Bucks and FTR. The response from the crowd for that tells you they want uh, a rematch. They want FCR versus the Young Bucks. I'm sorry, he got his guys out. The moment when when Santana and Trent had to face off too, it was a great callback to that parking lot brawl. Uh, yeah, and the crowd got so into that too. It's like we remember that was such an awesome match. And if we don't forget these great matches, it's, it's the next time these people face off. We're really into this, so it was great that they they gave those guys those those moments. But there's going to be a, a second chance. Uh, apparently, everybody's going to be back in this 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 casino version next week. Yeah, I, but we know who's winning that. Well, <laughs> as much as it hurts me, I sort of think I know who's winning it. And I'm a, I'm a Bucks guy. Obviously, I love the Young Bucks. They're the greatest tag team in the history of tag team wrestling. Um, uh, right, right, yeah. <laughs> So, no. so obviously, I would love to see them in it, but I'm not fully convinced. They're, they're leaning so heavily into this; it almost feels like it's it's too obvious. So they it may be a, a little swerve to us. A red dragon going to cost the bucks? I, I don't know. I, I just, I just, I think, I think there's an opportunity for something, some shenanigans to happen to keep the bucks out of this and to hold. To set up a feud with the red with Red Dragon after uh, the pay per view uh, to hold that off, mm-hmm. I just I just, I I want that in a way, but also another reason I would love for the Young Bucks to not be into this and not be in this triple threat. I think if it's the Young Bucks, Red Dragon, and Jurassic Express, it takes so much focus off of the tag champions. It feels like the story would be Young Bucks and Red Dragon instead of more on the champions. I feel like this whole thing. Should be focused a little more on the tag, the guys holding the tag titles instead of mm. the Bucks and Red Dragons. So, but, but you're probably right. You're it's it's obvious it should be the Young Bucks or feels like it's leaning that way. So chances are you're right, and it's it's just gonna be what we all think it's gonna be. But I'm hoping they swerve us to to uh, give us a little different look at that. But we'll see. Um, but afterwards though. Uh, Hangman Adam Page came down to get a little revenge on Red Dragon because hey, those are the guys that attacked me last week. So yeah, so he went after him, and then we got story time with Adam Page. Bye bye. And he let Adam Cole know Buckshot Lariat was the end of his story when it comes to trying to get the AW title from Hangman. What did you think about the post match? Oh, so brilliant. The first time I've legit thought on Adam Page looks like a champion. Um, yes. Just steaming down. And like the books are like, what do we do? Um, like, uh, uh, tell you not to see it, but tell you not to see it. Like, it's good. Let's just get out of the ring. Um, and then obviously like, like Adam Page does his whole like you know sit down story time thing. And I just love the fact that Adam Cole's like, nope, it's my thing. All right, I'm off. <laughs> and as like um Hangman goes, it's story time with Adam Page, baby. You just hear Bobby Fish go, Adam Cole, it's Adam Cole. <laughs> <laughs> I was just legit like yeah. every time it cut back, you can just hear like Bobby Fish chirping in. I was so gimmick infringement so hard. And it was just like, no, no, Adam Cole. I, 
what are you talking about? I'm like, oh my god, I, I could listen to him just like freaking out all day. He was um, the sneaky MVP of that whole thing. Oh, hundred percent. And you know what? I I literally adore the whole um, Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fish dynamic because it's just they're the idiots in this. Yeah, but they're lethal. And they don't take themselves too seriously until they need to. But they are literally like fighting over Adam Cole with the books. And I love that. Yeah. Because also, if you... Look, once again, if you haven't seen BTA, go watch it. Because they are golden on that this week. Absolutely golden. I did Um, watch last week's, by the way. You'd be proud of me. You want to watch this week's. They have an airband off. (laughs) And I think John Silver goes, didn't you used to, um, like, do air guitar or something? So Kyle O'Reilly was like, yeah, 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 just, uh, just haven't had anything, you know, I haven't, I don't have uh, my instrument for a while. And just, like, building all that. And you've got, for some reason, John Silver's playing air bass. <laughs> then, I think then um, Reynolds goes for air flute. <laughs> and then, and then Bobby Fish goes for um, air drums, oh. and then he smacks his ass, going drum. <laughs> and Adam Cole's jumping on the bed, going, "Guys, guys, guys!" Oh. oh, I legit love this entire thing, and I just want more, like Adam Cole, Red Dragon, books, Hangman, chaos, because yeah. I'm feeding off it so much. It's just so much fun. Yep. Oh, yeah, there's... And, they, and I do... It, it's interesting how they are mixing in this this tag situation with the world title. Because yeah. it does... All these characters do all interchange. Not interchange, but they all intertwine with each other. Um, so it's, it's... I like it that they're not just keeping it fully separated. Because it, in, in reality, it would be mixed in because they are mm-hmm. involved with each other. So I do like And that. also... If you look at it from their point of view, being Adam Cole and Red Dragon, mm-hmm. they're just going for what they had in the Undisputed Era. Yeah. Yep. But that's exactly. where they want to be again. Yeah. They want to be on the top. So it just, it, it just, it's, it's just pure brilliance. Absolute yeah. pure brilliance. Yeah. Loved it. Uh, Tony Schwann is backstage with Brian Danielson, and Danielson was just getting ready, uh, letting Garcia know. Uh, what was going to be coming, and then he also said that he was going to answer Moxley's call tonight to to let him know what his intentions were uh, for for their uh, whatever was going to happen with him because obviously something's going to happen with because Moxley they have to bleed and together. Garcia, obviously, yes. <laughs> so, what you what you think about this little short segment? I love it. I I've loved Brian Danielson as long as you know it's keeping away from people that I like. Um. Yeah, he's just phenomenal. I'm, I'm just so, I'm so excited for this match to begin with because, like, I was flicking through Twitter and I literally saw it before I went to sleep last night, and I was like, oh, um, <laughs> I need to sleep now because I need this now. Um, you can't just drop this on me, TK. I'm trying to sleep, so I like quickly turned my notifications off, put my phone down, and then I was just left in bed going, I can't sleep. I now have to like think of all these scenarios that can happen in this, and my mind was boggling. And 
is just fantastic. I love it. Mm. Absolutely love it. And then MJF may have given his his Emmy award winning performance in this next segment. Uh, he a heartfelt promo, possibly his best work ever in AEW, to the point he even had CM Punk convinced that he's actually a decent human being. Did you buy this, Sarah? Look, I am ready to be worked for the next one, and I was literally watching this it's like, oh my god, like. Terrific, and then part of my brain was going, "Just wait for the swerve, wait for the swerve," mm. and nothing arrived. And then I'm just sat there going, "Um, how do I feel about this? I don't know what I'm meant to be thinking right now. <laughs> ah, I'm so conflicted. This isn't fair. Like every time, like I think things are going one way, like AEW just goes, <laughs> nope, this way." And it's, uh, I did I really did not know what to think. But like the full fact that the camera zooming into him and he had legit like water out of his eyes. And I was just like, I can't. Is, is he? No, he can't be going babyface now. But oh my God, could he go babyface? And like, how would he deal with that? Because he's really bad with kids. And like, I. I and then, no, you've said in the past, and I think a lot of people have, that there's no way you could ever turn MJF babyface. In this promo, he has let everybody know that he's he's got it. If he wanted to, he could flip that switch and have you eating out of the palm of his hand. Seriously, get this guy in, like, a drama movie where, like, he's an absolute bad guy and then something tragic happens in the movie and he turns out to, like, be the misunderstood guy because that is the people that I relate to. <laughs> it's a villain backstory. It's classic this, Disney. This was an origin story. This is what it this was. was. It was. I his... now want the movie, the MJF <laughs> origin story, the movie. So, so does you know? Do, does the other shoe drop next week on Dynamite? Is is does that is? <laughs> Does he do something there to where you, you get that moment where it's like, ha y'all bought into this? Or do you go into revolution with this mood? You know what I mean? With this uneasy feeling of, ah, is he really a bad guy? Uh, yeah. Or do you do a double turn at revolution? I don't think so. But the possibility's there. What, what I, I guess what I'm saying is they've, la- they've laid the groundwork for different possibilities here where it does give you just enough mixed feelings. And I like that. I love that. I'm yeah, still, not, um, still not buying it, but I love it. Literally, when he was walking up like the ramp, I'm there going, he's going to do his like, little wink, a little smile, and legit nothing. Mm, nothing. And I love the fact that when he came out, Tony Schiavone was like, I hate him. I, you know, I hope this happens. I hope that happens. And you're just like, yeah. wow, say how you really feel. <laughs> and then as he's walking back up, this one is going, wow. Like. Yeah. Like, wow. And I'm just like, yes, exactly. I don't get it either. Um, but look, every villain in every story has a reason as to why they're a bad person. Yeah. And. Like, Hades had his problem because Zeus sent him to the underworld. 
He wasn't impressed. Mm-hmm. Scar didn't become king. He wasn't impressed. Not exactly sure what Jafar's issue was, but you see where I'm going. <laughs> so, I just... <laughs> Jafar's not getting any love. <laughs> Jafar literally doesn't have, like, Jafar's a getting no love he's whatsoever. Just, he's just a horrid, horrid uh, person. Just a whole um, new world. Yeah. But I... I can... I can see it <clears throat> as why MGF would have this complete and utter barrier up yeah. and, like, you know, projects insecurities onto other people. I can't believe yeah. I'm talking this like I'm in psychology. <laughs> and yeah, no. The fact then that Hunk <laughs> comes up, doesn't have a mind, but because the camera's so good, yeah. you just hear him going, is that true? And, like, you can see Punk's face, like, have I just, have I, like, you know, crushed this, like, little kid's dream and I've t- inadvertently turned him into this. Yeah, it's, it's... And in my head, I want that to go into revolution because I want there to be, when they're putting, like, the collars on, which I, I still think is more than the most kinkiest match going in wrestling. <laughs> but when they put them on and stuff... Hey, you I wanted just, this. I know. And when... <laughs> so too much of my personality. But when when they put them on and stuff, I want the like the little sad boy MJF like situation and look and Punk kind of like to go up to him and be like, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's all right, like you know, we'll wrestle and it'll be fine and everything. And then and she goes, clock him and just be like what? No, mm-hmm. uh, and just like that, and then like go from there because I think if we go into revolution with it. You still that got that uneasy feeling, mm-hmm. and you still will have the what's gonna happen instead of oh MJF was being an absolute complete and utter heel, yeah. and we now roughly know that you know the good guy's gonna win in Punk, but if you keep it where MJF <laughs> could be the good guy, what's Punk gonna do? Yeah, so I think it's more an interesting story, but either way, it's amazing it's, whatever we're getting. It, it's amazing work. Um... I just, just the 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 thought of CM Punk sitting back in the back watching MJF pour out this story about him getting mm. bullied in such a strong story, you know, and yeah. and, and, and then that CM Punk and was it his, resonates with a lot was of his people. hero, yeah, and CM Punk was a hero and let him down, and it just it kind of felt like the crowd was sort of getting behind yeah. MJF a little bit. It was so even, like applauded him at one point. Weird, I was like, so weird. But what I'd love to imagine <laughs> I love is. It. Love what it. I'd love to imagine is like Tony Khan, Jerry Lynn, and all that are sitting in the back. Punk's just having a general conversation, and they're like, "Oh, MGF's promo's up now. I wonder what he's going to say." Punk's like, "Oh, for God's sake, here we go." <laughs> and then MGF starts laying all this out, and Tony Khan and Jerry Lynn just look at him like, "You horrible person!" Punk's like, <laughs> "I can't believe you what? did that." I and like, oh, I've got to go sort this out, and just like gets up, and Tony Khan's like, "Oh, it was better than that." <laughs> Just, I just, I, I live in really weird head canon. You should, you should really go give him Jeff a hug. It's yeah, like, you should well, really I, like, you know, like well, treat I'm, him. Well, I'll go out there, but I'm not giving him a hug. <laughs> That's <laughs> not right. too far, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So then, the kings of the Black Throne, Malachi Black and Brody King, lost to Pack and the reemerging Penta Dark or Dark Penta. Um, what, what do they call him? I'm calling him Penta Dark because I cannot remember. What I they have call no him. idea. I don't know 
any okay. foreign language whatsoever. <laughs> but yeah, so the Kings of the Black Throne lost because Malachi Black was going to spit the mist. Penta didn't let him do it, and apparently he swallowed that mist, and it must taste pretty terrible. Because that caused uh, uh, Malachi Black to to allow himself to be pinned by Penta for the uh, for the for get them the victory. So, what did you think of of this match? And then there's a lot that happened after the match, uh, but we'll get to that in just a minute. I wasn't completely crazy on the match. Mm-hmm. Um, I the whole Alex Abrahantis thing oh. um, sort of. Weirded me out a little bit. Not a fan either. I'm not. No, a fan. and I look. I love creepy stuff, but I like creepy stuff that's creepy. I don't yeah. like creepy stuff yeah. that's cheesy. And he reminded. If anybody knows who I'm talking about with this, I think I posted this somewhere on Twitter. Anyway, mm. he reminded me of a lead singer of a band called Ghost, and um, that's not a good mm. reference. <laughs> yeah. Um. I, I get what they're going for, but the problem with AEW is, well, it's not even a problem, it's a good thing. Yeah. It's real world wrestling. And you could say that, like, you know, the House of Black and all that stuff is like, ooh, creepy stuff. But I think yeah. it's more of kind of like an order, if you will, of like, you know, like a society type thing. It is. Um, a religious feel to it. Yeah, exactly. Not society. necessarily, yeah, yeah, not necessarily, you know, creepy, spooky yeah. things. Mm-hmm. Um, so the whole, like, and I love Alex Arahantes, and I, like, Me love too. what he was doing, mm-hmm. but this just does, where he's like, mouthing the words on the ramp, I'm just like, Am yeah. I at like some really weird rock opera? Like I don't, and like I would have expected it more from like Malachi and Brody King. Yeah. And then the whole fact that then Penta stops Malachi spitting the mist does that now mean that Malachi is going to become a babyface because it changes people and he's just swallowed it? <laughs> yeah. I, I, or it's going to make him even darker. Give me. But also it's, it's the impossible. fact that I think it was meant to happen. But I don't think he was meant to swallow it because he genuinely was like freaking out. He was like I, spitting and like drinking water and stuff. And he's like, "Oh yeah, I've still I, got stuff to do." I did appreciate him selling it. I don't think I, I don't think it was like legit, or, but I think it's it's where he really did have to sell that if you're going to. Yeah. And I think that it was seeing him over by the the table getting water to try to try to rinse it out or whatever. I think that mm. was he was he was selling it. If it wasn't legit, he was really selling it. I agree. Yeah, but that's not the most important thing. Yeah, but I did honestly back to Alex Abrahantes for just a second. I really wanted to like that. I yeah, w- I wanted to enjoy that, but it, it did take me out. I think Penta his 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 new look. I I, I was I'm okay with that. Um, he really didn't seem changed a whole lot in the match. It was just like a new outfit sort of thing. Yeah, like it's like the, he went shopping. Yeah, like it didn't really. And he he changes, you know, him and, and Phoenix. They get to get different styles of masks and stuff every now and then. So it's not that big a deal for the production. And I thought the the tombstone thing was a little bit uh, over the top for the for the situation, I guess. Yeah. Um, but Alex in particular, yeah, I wanted to to like that so much more than I did. I really yeah. did enjoy that. Um, but the match itself, uh, I thought was was good enough. Um, 
surprising in a way that Pack and Penta got the win. But yes, the big talking point from this was what happened afterwards when Malachi Black was apparently going to murder Penta with that <laughs> shovel. Like, what is going on? And the lights go out, come back on, and Buddy Murphy or Buddy Matthews now was in the ring and it, it looked like maybe for a second that him and Malachi were going to go at it, that, that Buddy had come to save Penta, but that's not what happened, was it? I just saw that. No, he he was there to join the House of Black. I just, I love the fact that, like, Malachi's like, oh no, oh no, I go to my past, and then just sits in the little ring like, yeah. Yeah. Look what I did. <laughs> um, yeah. I also really was interested in how Malachi was like proper being aggressive with Buddy. Like he's pulling his beard and I'm just very like, Buddy was very submissive to, to yeah, Malachi. That's the best way to put it. Yeah, exactly. And I'm just like I'm looking at the two of them and I'm like, Buddy Murphy could legitimately just like pelt you through the ring. He but looked really good. He like, how the hell was he ever on two on five life? <laughs> put together like you had here's the dream matchup i want now with buddy buddy matthews i want buddy matthews and pack to have like an abs match or something because they you had pack in the same thing they have the the, probably both the best set of abs i've ever seen do you know what i want i want a triple threat match between buddy matthews malachi black and kenny omega and you can only use kicks (laughs) I can't these kicks. I just uh, like, oh, could you imagine like? Have I ever have a facelift? Oh, it'd be so good. Like the knees would be gone, and like mm. it'd just be like, it's like, kind of like crawling around like worms, just trying to kick the legs and stuff. It'd be great. V trigger, V trigger, V trigger, V trigger, V trigger. Just spamming the V trigger button. Um, but yeah, the whole submissive buddy thing is yeah. yeah. Interesting. I mean, look, I whatever I saw of when he was Buddy Murphy in WWE, I loved anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact he's Australian, yeah. I love. The fact he's ginger, I love. And I love his ring gear. I always have. I think it's so different. Um, so I'm very, very intrigued to see where this goes. Yeah, me but too. But yeah, we have two Kenny Omegas now, so. <laughs> two Kenny Omegas. Just one's a Redheaded one from Australia and one's a kind of blondish one from Canada. So there you go. <laughs> Whatever color his hair is now. I don't know. Uh, all right. Eddie Kingston and Chris Jericho. Oh my God. This was sorry. Yeah. But I, oh, if I could replay this on loop for eternity, I wouldn't get bored. <laughs> Eddie Kingston is not sports entertainment. Chris Jericho <sighs> is. I love Eddie. Can't Eddie just be my friend and just walk around and talk to people and just like mug them <laughs> off? And oh my goodness, he's just, he's such a real guy that uh, I just believe everything he says. I don't think Jericho's impressed with him, though. I don't care. <laughs> no, I know you don't. You better care because he's probably going to lose to Jericho in Revolution. I'm <laughs> just saying. <laughs> I did love, I did love that, that Eddie Eddie just completely no selling baby face. 
Like he didn't I know, know. yeah. <laughs> I, I love that that Jericho's like, you know, you know, you're, you're, you're a great, great baby face. What's a baby face? What's a baby? And and and, and when Jericho threw in the lines about his family, uh, uh we know what Kingston, Eddie's like with that because when when Mox did it, yeah. He, 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 watch yourself, watch yourself, and it was, was great because I'm I'm thinking I'm trying to, you know, to get my thoughts to Jericho, dude. He doesn't know what a baby face is. I think it's this isn't a work. This is a shoot. Like he yeah, yeah. He, he, he never read any wrestling books. Eddie Kings is not in kayfabe world right now. I don't know. Eddie that Kings I would is make never him, in kayfabe world. I'm not sure I would make him angry. Yeah, I love the fact that when Eddie Kingston came down though. He literally just like I love how he walks out. And I did you see the sign? Eddie's Tim's are fake, and he just looks at it and laughed and just carried on. Well, oh, I didn't this. see that. Oh, oh no, I wish I would have. And then he gets in and he looks at the security and walks up and down and then just stands next. <laughs> I, did, I did love that security was already there. Like, I love the fact that one security guard was really trying hard not to laugh when Eddie stood next to him. I mean, I'd have been like, sup, Eddie? Hiya. Um, and then and Adrian's like, why, why are we doing this? Like, I don't understand what's, why we're doing it like this. And just like his little, his little chips in every now and again. Whenever there's a promo, he just like adds stuff in that just makes it feel so genuine. Yeah. And the whole fact is like, this isn't sports entertainment. Da, da, da. And yeah. then like Jericho, then no sells Cody. Oh. <laughs> like, was, last I week can't, they're I all like lie. Cody Rose, Cody Rose, Cody. Rose. This week Jericho's I- like. Yeah, what's his name? Yeah, because he said he said I didn't know who you were, Eddie, until you wrestled. Eh, what's his name? Yeah, <laughs> that was brilliant. I fought for that one a little bit. I can't lie, oh, I, God, I enjoyed it. Brilliant. But and that's and that wasn't AEW before anybody gets their panties in a wad or whatever. That wasn't. I don't. I never looked at it as as AEW taking a shot or anything at Cody. That's Jericho being Jericho. That's just yeah. That's just Jericho. That's in the that's an in character for him. And I'll tell especially you, especially playing the hill. Yeah. I'll tell you something, Jericho going down this road, I can get behind because this is when I think Jericho's at his best. Absolutely. When he's been an absolute arse. Absolutely. Yep. Um, and I, I just love Eddie, just like, <laughs> what's a baby <laughs> face? <laughs> and I, I, this is just a perfect setup because it, it's, it, and I think Jericho, it, it almost felt like it was going to be a little too much like the CM Punk. Eddie Kingston feud because it, it kind of went down the road where uh, Jericho was belittling Eddie, but mm. I think it was different enough where it didn't feel quite like what CM Punk was doing. I didn't um, even think it was anything near it. Yeah. Well, it's just because there was a lot of that where CM Punk was, was talking about how much Eddie Kingston could have been if he would have worked as hard that, that kind of mentality and where Jericho and, and, the way he flipped it made it a little different was talking about age-wise because Eddie's, what, 38? 38, yeah. Uh, so Jericho was saying, look, at, at 22, I was changing the world of wrestling. You know, here you are at 38, just now getting a contract with AEW. You're just now getting, I guess, your feet wet on mainstream wrestling, and Jericho's taking that. He's taking a shot in that of saying that's that's all great and good, but – at 38, I'd already done. Look at what I'd already accomplished by the time I was 38. 
So it kind of, in a way, had the same feeling of the CM Punk taking shots, but it was in Jericho's way of doing it. So it did feel, I guess it's, that would be my only criticism, is it kind of was that way, uh, sort of like CM Punk, but I think it was different enough to where I, I really, think, it, the, think it stood apart. The way I think it stood apart and the way that I didn't have a problem with it was because the whole Punk Eddie thing was they know each other. More so history, well. for sure. Yeah. Where yeah. this was just Jericho mouthing yeah. off on someone that he literally couldn't care less about. Yeah. Um, and he's literally like, look, and True. if you beat me, mm-hmm. I will shake your hand because I've made you into the star. Yeah. And it's just like, <laughs> Eddie Kingston's Eddie Kingston, Jericho. He's Eddie Kingston. He's literally loved. But Jericho is the influencer, Sarah. He's an influencer, and I, I hate it. He don't influence it. me, and I, I hate it because it, 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 Jericho kept saying Eddie cannot win the big matches, and it's going to be proven a Revolution once again. He ain't going to win the big match because Jericho is shredded now. I'm not sure if breaking news, Jericho is in shape now, so he's he's a whole different Jericho right now. Yeah, it ain't happening. Mm. But we'll see. We shall see. Um, all right. Uh, in this next, the next segment, we found out we're going to get a, a tornado trios tag match at Revolution. I'm curious as to why the people with all the money can't afford an office. <laughs> they're, they're still meeting. They're still meeting in stairwells and everywhere else. I, I like seriously, people. It's, it's like the... Cody's left. There is an office available. And you have office in your name. It's still weird. <laughs> it should be the Andrade Hardy family stairwell. Yes. But we're going to get we're going to get Matt Hardy Andrade and Isaiah Cassidy versus Sting, Darby Allen and Sammy Guevara at Revolution. What do you think about this matchup? It's kind of mm. I do, but I tell you what, yeah, I, I kind of had the same thought. Uh, but we're getting more stars on the show. Um, the positive I have with this, it means we're not going to get a triple threat for the TNT title, which you know I hate triple threats, and I was afraid we're going to go that way. We already got one triple threat on the show with the tag title, mm. so I appreciate that. <laughs> As somebody who hates triple threats, we're not going to have to have that on the show. I just don't get why it's Isaiah Cassidy all the time. I don't know. Uh, Mark Quinn was he injured for a bit? But he was in the battle royal. Yeah, but he got he got put out pretty quickly though. So I'm I'm wondering. I guess I guess what I'm I'm wondering. I I, I want to say he was injured at one point. Um, so it could be sort of like a Ricky Stark situation. Ricky came back from injury, but he's been sort of still. Because um, he was used sparingly for a while. He's starting to be used more now. I think he was still working with a little bit of an injury, a little bit of the nagging part of things. So it could be a situation where he's – Mark Quinn's back, but he's not, you know, 100% yeah, it's back. Because he did – he was like the first person eliminated, I think, from the from the Battle Royale, I believe. So that could be it. I'm just trying to think of some reasons why. Mm-hmm. Um, that might be why they're but leaning I, on Isaiah. I just, I'm just ready for, like, this whole – thing to be done with yeah but just feel, get jeff in and just be you know <laughs> I'm, I'm sure whatever happens in this match will lean hard into 
uh, Matt Hardy officially walking away from things, as he's kind of been doing all the time now. He keeps walking away, but we'll see. Ricky Starks is advancing to the face of the revolution ladder match after defeating Preston Vance, number 10. Uh, what do you think about this? It's Ricky Starks on my TV. I love it. Yeah. Um, I'm so happy. And I called it. So, yay me. Very good. And I'm, I was a little worried about the fact that I love Ricky too, but the fact that he's going to be in that what looked like it was a, a Hoss ladder match with all the big boys in it. Um, but at least he's going to have Hobbs with him, right? He's got a little, yeah. got a little protection. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It'd be fine. Yes, but you're right. Ricky Starks is in it. Um, this uh, this ladder match is really shaping up. Um, I want to. This is a good point too of, of, of different people. We have Orange Cassidy, who's going to be facing. Um, who's he facing on Rampage for for the qualifying match for the? It's. Um, is it Bowens? Yes, Anthony Bowens. Yes. Uh, for the qualifying spot in the face of Revolution ladder match. So one of those two will go in. Uh, and you wonder if they're going to have a Joker situation, like a surprise to be in there. Because typically they, they typically they do. Somebody who could be that is somebody who is just recently announced to have signed with AEW, and that's Shane Strickland, formerly mm-hmm. Isaiah Swerve Scott from, from WWE. So... That would be somebody who I would think could possibly yeah. be the Joker. Would you think so? Yeah, yeah. that's what yeah. I'm thinking. Okay. So that adds uh, another very athletic person to that who's not in that big man. So you would have like an equal, um, an equal, uh, yeah, more balanced ladder match with some big guys and some, uh, yeah. some more athletic fellas. So. All right, so happy that he is signed or is signing with AEW, though. I mean, he is talented on several levels, and I think he is going to uh, – we say it all the time with people opening eyes, but I think he's going to shine on this stage with AEW. Yeah. Very big things ahead for him. Um, all right, so we had more more uh, dissension in the back with uh, the Bucks, Red Dragon, and Adam Cole. <laughs> Adam Cole trying to keep things together. I don't think it's going to work, though. I don't think it's going to work. I ju- Adam Cole looks like the kid that when the parents fight is just in the background like, why don't we just stop and love each other? <laughs> <laughs> and Matt wanting a, uh, an explanation for why Kyle Riley did what he did. And I think Kyle Riley's first response was, I blacked out. I think I blacked out. <laughs> He's just brilliant. Like, oh, I love this so much. I don't close this in the background because they're getting close together and just being squeezed against the wall. Like, guys, guys, can we can we get along, guys? Mm. I love it. Good stuff. Uh, Jade Cargill successfully defended her TBS title for the first time on TBS, and she's got new hair. She does. <laughs> she defeated the bunny. Uh, with a little bit of shenanigans at the end because uh, Matt Hardy and smart Mark Sterling were both jawing at ringside. Uh, some brass knuckles were passed in by Matt Hardy. The TNT title was thrown in for Jade. TBS title. TV, did I say TNT? Yep. Dang, I meant the TBS title. Yeah, because uh, why would the TNT title be out there, right? 
the TBS title was passed in, uh, JD used that as a shield for the uh, for the uh, the brass knuckles that the bunny was using. Ended up hitting uh, the jaded for the victory. So, how'd you like this match? This was good. I'm loving the fact that Jade's still on the winning streak. I was expecting the elevator to be used. I wonder if it really. I, I remember hearing that, and I was, are they serious? They really going to use that? So maybe Tony put it on his statement. Maybe they're still holding it just in case. Because uh, again, until he debuts with WWE, you, we still don't know, right? So maybe mm. it's just on hold right now. They're still okay, bringing then. it to all. They're bringing it to all the shows just in case. And as soon as <laughs> all the all the crew's like, why do we keep cutting this elevator around? It's not here. <laughs> this thing's heavy. It's heavy. Why don't you just send it to him? Why do we need to keep bringing it? And Tony Khan's like, just in so, case. I'm just, I'm just hoping. And he's like that little like, like the like the woman in like a love story or like somebody in a love story that's just like the partner said that they'll be there, but they're not turning up, and they're like, yeah. they'll be here. So the moment here. <laughs> the moment Cody debuts, she comes up from the, the elevator at that yeah. point. Yeah, it's yeah. hers. All right. But we she we did find out who her next challenger is gonna be. Um it's, it's gonna be Ty Conti. Yeah. What'd you think about this altercation between Ty and uh and Jade? I'm happy that it's happening. Yeah, but she ain't winning. That's my problem. Mm-hmm. That is my problem. Yeah, I think this is a, a great matchup. I think it's it's where uh, Jade has been. It's like the competition keeps getting tougher, you know, mm. which is what should happen. Uh, but with Ty's strikes, you know, she's known for those uh, for her striking ability and Jade's power. I think that could be a uh, a fun match. Did they announce that for um, for Revolution or no? Um, I don't think they did. I don't think they did. We, I would assume it would happen there. Um, no idea. I don't, I don't think they announced it though. And how about Keith Lee's interaction <laughs> interaction backstage <laughs> with Ricky Starks and Powerhouse Hobbs? I love Ricky so cool. It's like, oh, different company. <laughs> Ricky, Ricky, doing... I didn't even know they had history. Ricky doing his the Keith Lee impersonation just uh. killed me, and Keith Lee. Everybody, I think everybody loved that except for Keith Lee. He, I don't think he enjoyed the impersonation. Yeah, I don't think he much. was that impressed. And the fact that we got Powerhouse Hobbs and Keith Lee on screen in a stare down is just such a tease. Yeah, I also love the fact that Tony Schiavone wasn't interrupted this time. <laughs> No, it was no. Alex <laughs> <laughs> He said, "It's your turn." He, he saw. He saw where he was going to be interrupted. He knew it was coming. He's like, "No, I'm not doing it. Somebody else yep. is going to have to grab this one." <laughs> I'm out. Alex Marvez, this is yours. Um, nope, I'm letting you off the shine, my friend. <laughs> yeah, they did announce that Double or Nothing is going to be back in Vegas. Back in Vegas, you know where it all started. That's where. Um, where, where AEW launched was it Double or Nothing in Vegas uh, May 25th they're going to have a live Dynamite, May 27th a live Rampage and then Double or Nothing will be May 29th Why can't we have pay-per-views on a freaking Saturday? I know, I know I think it, it coincides with a, with a holiday uh, on care. a Monday I know, but <laughs> it's over here 
So I don't Sun- bloody care. I know you don't bloody care, but still, um, and you know, and something I didn't realize because I don't follow the UFC or anything like that. But apparently, UFC they have their a lot of their big pay per views on Saturdays. So possibility that a UFC fight could be Saturday night too. So I think Tony's well, trying to that. I think Tony's trying to keep it from uh from having to go head to head with UFC, which I don't blame it. I mean it's a big deal. So even if I don't watch it. It's it's business, Sarah. It's business. I don't care. It's just annoying. I, I know. All right, main event. How'd you like this matchup of Brian Danielson versus Daniel Garcia? Um, inject it, this into my veins every single week. Yes. Daniel Garcia's getting a lot of main events. I rent, love the fact that they are legit pushing him as well because he oh, he's done me like I don't like saying he's gonna be so good because he's already good, but just like I know what you mean. The though. more he's in these type of matches, the more you're just like, oh in like a year's time, in two years' time, in three years' time. Oh yeah. my god, it's so exciting. I know exactly what you mean. And I also like <laughs> Danielson's like, this kid? Like you think he's good? He's yeah. just constantly trash talking these younger guys, and I'm just like, <laughs> oh my god, you and you forget because Brian Danielson is Brian Danielson. You forget how like twisted and violent he is, like yeah. in the ring. Yeah. Because you just see like, oh, it's Daniel Bryan. Like Brian Danielson, he's a vegan and he's all la 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 la. Such a and nice then, guy until you get him in the ring. And then he's like, yeah, I'm gonna kill you. Yeah. And you're like, whoa, okay then. <laughs> and I'm I'm not usually down on a crowd, by the way, but this crowd seemed. Kind of dead. Didn't I yeah. Think? Especially yeah. for this match. I'm watching this match. I'm like, how is the crowd not going crazy for this? Now, they yeah. went crazy in the post match, which we're going to get to here in just a second. But I'm like, gosh, what? You, look what you're witnessing. And I think, and, and I, maybe it's, I don't, I'm not sure if it's the crowd not giving Daniel Garcia the respect uh, because I get it. He's not the name now, but I do like, to your point, in five years, I think we're going to look back, and Daniel Garcia is going to be a big deal. And, you know, in five years, and then we look back at this match with he just had with Brian Danielson, even in a loss, and we're going to really appreciate what we saw more yeah. because of what we're going to get in the future. Because he he is a future big time player in AEW in professional wrestling. He is. Yeah. Uh, man, this match was great. But then afterwards, we got uh, 2.0. <laughs> 2.0 decided they wanted to come in and, and, and try to wreck Brian Danielson if that's going to happen. Yeah, it's never um, a good idea. And Moxie comes out, clears the ring. And we, I legit we, love 2.0 going, where's he coming from? Where's he coming from? <laughs> and it's like, he's behind you. <laughs> and we found out for sure that we're going to get, hold on, we're about to get Brian Danielson and John Moxley at Revolution. In a blood match. So Brian Danielson, John Moxley, excitement level. Um, off the scale. <laughs> it's gonna be a blood match, and Mox legit looks like he's just ready to um, end Brian Danielson at this point, and I am. Um, so happy I get Mox back on a pay-per-view 
and like this version of Marx as well because he's gonna kill it. <sighs> I am so looking forward to this, and I'm also so looking forward to like what happens afterwards because I'm just I just keep in the back of my mind Mox swerved us with the Jericho thing. So like after he like thinks Brian Danielson, please you're gonna go, nah, you're all right. And you're like, saying that's it. Um I'm so excited. I can't wait. So you do you think after this, and I know we'll probably get into a lot of this with our our prediction show, by the way. Uh, mm-hmm. plug for a show we are definitely gonna do. We're gonna have a revolution prediction preview show which will come out um before revolution obviously obviously <laughs> kind of hard to do a prediction show uh after it or we would be right with all our picks um that's an idea but i know we'll, yeah i know we'll get into that heavily on that but do you uh do you do you foresee them ending up together after their match no matter who wins i don't know like I still am longing for Mox and Eddie to reunite, but I really don't think that's happening just yet. Yeah. Um, and on that basis, Mox needs to do something. Um, so, yes, what I want it to be were, like, going through this, I want it to be like a long-standing thing, but going through this, Mox starts to turn one way. Brian okay. Danielson starts to turn the other way. And then Mox overtakes. Just because I want to see Moxie on top. Like, that's it. Um, <laughs> where he belongs. So, you yeah. know. There you go. Great episode of Dynamite, though. This is really, really, really ramping up for, for Revolution. And there's so much other news, too, uh, to deal with, just other than the pay-per-view being a big thing. We still have Tony Khan's big announcement that hasn't been, hasn't come to light yet. There's so much speculation, um, you know, a possible new Japan, AEW, uh, mm. super, super show possible announcements. I've even heard rumors of a ring of honor, uh, tape library purchase possible. I mean, that's, mm. that's the speculation that's out there. Uh, there's just a lot of, a lot of stuff, even that, possibility of a streaming service getting involved with AEW. Uh, I know Tom Warner owns or is, or is over HBO Max, so... I have also, a streaming service of AEW. Yeah, you do. I, I don't have access to that. That's not my problem. <laughs> but We have to have something. Yeah, <laughs> but, I mean, hey, that's a big deal if, 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 if HBO Max became the streaming home. For, for AEW for pay-per-views and stuff. I mean, of course, this is all just speculation because we don't know until Tony Khan tells us. Um, but I, I've heard all these things thrown out there, so there's just a lot of a lot of talk about what this Tony Khan uh, major announcement, which doesn't sound like a, 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 a signing of anything, not a talent signing. Um, also, we just heard today, I've heard rumors that Brian Cage... Uh, may have been re-signed or extended with AEW, which comes as a surprise. We haven't seen Brian Cage in a while. Yeah. So that's that's pretty that's pretty shocking. I mean, that could be good news though. Um, it, it depends on how they're gonna they're gonna use him. If they're gonna bring him back into the fold, I'm all for it, man. Uh, yeah. He is super talented. hundred um, percent. Yep. Also. Also. Jeff Hardy is coming to AEW. Duh. Absolutely. 
that's that, that's been the worst kept secret in all of wrestling. Yeah. But there was uh, some video for an interview he did with a YouTuber, right? Yeah. That did uh, where he officially said, "Yeah, I'm coming to AEW." He's a little um, bit nervous and he's a little bit excited. No, I think we're all a little bit nervous and a little bit excited. <laughs> Uh, also I know. on the BT thing, watch it because they do a a very very blatant well two very blatant teases. Oh, um, to, to Hardy. One is where Nick Jackson does the Hardy Boys gun pose thing, uh, and the other one is where the books ask <laughs> ask Matt Hardy to do a drug <laughs> test because he's been acting erratic. <laughs> Gotta love it. Gotta love it. Uh, this is pure brilliance. But also, as has just like been mentioned out on Twitter on the Thursday that we're recording this, is Cesaro. He is a, yeah, he is a free agent. I think he could sign anywhere immediately. There's no 90 day uh, from what I read. There's mm-hmm. no 90 day clause. Uh, no, of course, I, I read that on Twitter. So yeah, it is what it is. a font of knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> So if that's true, yeah, he could show up anywhere at any time. So uh, AEW hasn't, been, hasn't been shy about signing folks. So. Even though Tony Khan said he wasn't signing anybody else. He said he was slowing down. <laughs> I don't call this slowing down. No. He's going to have free debut soon. It, He's just it, had Buddy Matthews arrive. Yeah. Then we've got Jeff Hardy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, um, my God. In, in his defense, I think a lot of these signings could have been in the works for a while. So oh, I think, 100%. Yeah. It just seems like <laughs> after he said one thing, it's like... Boom, boom, I, boom, boom. Um, You might want to kind of, you know, not say things exactly. and then Don't do say things it. that are the opposite. I'm just yeah. going to say. <laughs> Jeez. Um, Rampage, though, coming up. Rampage looks really good. We got Orange Cassie versus Anthony Bowens in a face of the revolution qualifying match. Uh, Serena Deeb will have another one of her five minute rookie challenges. Sammy versus Andrade in a TNT title match. And Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa will have their contract signing. That should be fun. Yes. That should be fun. Uh, revolution, though. Here are the matches so far for Revolution. And hopefully this is the only matches because this card cannot get any bigger. Uh, Officially, they have. I'm looking at Wikipedia. We know Wikipedia is 100% correct all the time. 100%. Um, They do have Jade Cargill versus Ty Conti as the TBS championship match for Revolution. Yeah. Yeah. Face of the Revolution, ladder match. Again, the winner of this gets a shot at the TNT title in the future. It will be Keith Lee versus Wardlow versus Powerhouse Hobbs versus Ricky Starks. And then it has two more spots. One of those spots will be filled with either Orange Cassie or Anthony Bowens uh, because they are facing a rampage. But then we're not sure who that other one is. Uh, Swerve Strickland, maybe. Uh, Then we have the three-way tag team title match. It will be Jurassic Express. Versus Red Dragon versus To Be Determined. Young Bucks. Young Bucks. That's what you think. Uh, then we have the six-man tornado tag match. Andrade, Matt Hardy, and Isaiah Cassie versus Sting, Sammy Guevara, and Darby Allen. 
Chris Jericho versus Eddie Kingston. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be so good. <laughs> Brian Danielson versus John Moxley. Oh my god. Good grief. CM Punk versus MJF in a dog collar match. Kinky. Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, versus Thunder Rosa for the AEW Women's title. And Hangman Adam Page versus Adam Cole for the bye, AEW bye. world title. That card, ladies and gentlemen, Not and everyone is awesome. <laughs> oh we need to. Yeah, we should just stop right there. Uh, that it's is stupid, ridiculous. Nine matches. Um, and, and if you're going to pick one of these to put on the buy-in, I mean, what do you, what do you, what do you pick? I know it's kind of a bad one to choose, but I say the tornado match. Yeah, um, that, I just I, don't I, see. There hasn't been enough build to it. Um, yeah, I just don't see. I think they're just having that as a filler. Yeah, just um, for the whole like Matt Hardy thing. I would say what I would if they're if they're gonna if let's just say those nine matches um, are uh, for sure like those nine matches are gonna be on the main card. If we're gonna add another match as a buying match, let's do Chris Statlander and Layla Hirsch. Mm. I think that deserves a, a spot on. Uh, you know, it's, there's been a build to that, and I know hey, not for a while. We got those shots thrown in the promos, and we—I we, mean, they've—they've they've been going at it for two or three weeks, right? Back and forth. I mean, I just—I think—I think there's been enough build to have this as attached to the pay per view, in my opinion, and that gives us three three women's matches too. I know that wouldn't be on the pay per view, but I don't know, man. I'd, I'd be okay with that. Mm. But they—they they, they may not though. You could save that feud for a special edition of Dynamite. Mm. Um, I just I, I would love to see it somehow attached to this pay per view, not to the main card because that main card, if that is the card, nine matches are enough. A hundred percent enough. Yeah, but really, I mean this this on paper this looks like possibly the best AEW pay per view so far. It has potential to be that, and I know you're 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 going more towards us <laughs> anything involving Moxley winning a world title. Yep. Um, but hey, he's on the card. Yay! Against Brian Danielson. Holy moly. I know. Just say that. It's crazy. Um, but get excited, folks. There's a lot of reasons to be excited for this pay-per-view. Um, but as I said, we'll be doing a preview show for that pay-per-view. So look out for that. Uh, but before you go, don't forget to give us a follow on Twitter. You can follow the channel at BeautyXTheBeard. You can follow Play, and you can follow Sarah at Strange underscore Pixie. You can. Thank y'all so much for listening. Y'all be good out there. Be good to each other. And we'll see you on the next one. Bye. And the winner of this one was Red Dragon. Red Dragon. It's hard to say Red Dragon uh, for some Red reason Dragon. for me. No, yes, Red Dragon. Red Dragon. Red Dragon. Red Dragon. Got it. This is a great start to the show. This is really a great start. <laughs> if the rest of the show goes this way, we're going to be here for three hours trying to record this. Better not um, be. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs>